Your home is more than the sum of its parts. And creating a truly extraordinary space is about more than picking the perfect products. That's why the experts at Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery are here to help you throughout the entire process to create a home that's as unique as you are. Bring your vision to us. Schedule your showroom consultation and see more from brands like DXV at build.com slash Ferguson. <laughs> Funny. I'm do- I just done a recording. I-, I-, I didn't even have the recording on. So I got to start over again. <laughs> oh, I-, I do that a few times and uh, I get to moving. I done all that five minute recording without recording. <laughs> so I have to start over again. Okay. Now, this is what I was talking about. I just got through with a, a podcast that I was asking a question, not only for Myself before others. Why do we ask the same simple questions about the Bible that we heard answers to for months and years and years and years, but we still wind up asking that same question about the, a certain simple topic in the Bible? Then I broke down the main ones that many believers ask about over and over again. And I talked. And I told you why I did. See, because I can speak for myself, and I and I have to be honest with myself. Why do I do that? Not 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 as much now. I stopped it, but I'm talking about I was in that situation where I kept asking the same questions. And I'm gonna tell you why I stopped now. You know, whether I'm right or wrong, that's why I stopped. And then I came to when is a point that you have to stop? When do it come to? The time when, come on, we just have to just stop and just believe. When we're going to mature enough and just say, I believe it. And then I, I said, I believe a lot of this because of our, our traditional denominational upbringing on certain verses. We was told that it was interpreted this way or it meant that. I believe a big part has to do with that. See? And then I ask you, you be honest with yourself and you ask, why do you keep asking about baptisms and water for today? Why do you keep asking it's tithing for today? Now I'm talking to the ones that it has been explained to them, rightly divided or some type of sensational type, sensationist type of belief, uh, uh, interpretation. Why do you still question and ask things about speaking in tongues? Why do you do that? Why do you still ask the same questions as simply why do I why do I need to read my Bible or how do I need to pray or is God punishing me for the sin or do I have to keep confessing my sins even though you heard series you heard hours of courses telling you that uh, why it's not for today but you still you you happy you gung ho but you wind up months later or so I don't know the time. Asking the same questions. All of us get caught up asking the same simple Bible questions about a certain verse or a topic, even though we've been taught about it. We have a we can almost have a, a master's degree of courses on certain topics that we wind up asking that question again. Then I talked about, you know, confusion or just not. Accepting it. I didn't say you didn't believe it, but you just don't accept it because of the traditional belief said otherwise. And the flesh 
not your spirit, man, but your flesh just does not accept it. There is a reason why people ask the same questions. They don't just ask it because they really want to know. They just don't want to accept the answer and what God's word is saying. See, that's what it boils down to. Because the flesh get in the way and fear come and then you question God's word. We are guilty quite a bit of questioning God's inerrant word. That's why we ask the same questions. Because it seems contrary of what's going on in our life. And we have already been told one ain't got nothing to do with the other. Don't depend on our feelings and or experiences against God's word. Now, I was having a conversation with someone that's been a Christian for years, but they are a religious Christian. What do I mean by that? It's brought up, brought up in a Pentecostal church, which is the church of God in Christ. And sometimes, often when we have a conversation and everything, uh, our thought pattern of what the Bible or interpreting certain way we think God moves in the Bible, it's going to be different and if I prolonged it or it was prolonged or I let it get prolonged it will become kind of heated or debatable debated that's what happens a lot when uh you are having a conversation whether it's something uplifting or whether it's something that's going on that's bad around the world a religious type of Christian kind of gets under your skin when you know the Bible does not mean what they are interpreted to say, and no matter what the situation is, good or bad. But you can never tell them that. And it has nothing to do with you think you know all that. It's just you have an interpretation, you know, that what the word of God is really saying and what it really meant. You're not caught up in traditional denominational interpretation of the Bible no more. They are. They are. So it's hard to have a conversation because why? We look at what's going on around the world in different ways. We agree on a lot of things, but it's that it's that middle ground sometimes that we disagree when it comes how God is moving or how the enemy is moving today under the dispensation of grace. You understand what I'm saying? Now, it's nothing... I, I have learned to get through that by just keeping my mouth shut. Just keeping my mouth shut and stuff like that. And sometimes don't respond, just shake my head because I have to understand. They don't get it like you. So you have to just shake your head. It ain't going to hurt nothing. You know, and I have learned that now. If you don't understand what I'm saying, just say it for instance. You would a seasoned Christian that's been saved longer than you. And whatever denomination that is, you was brought up in. I'm just going to say for myself, Pentecostal. And I know the Church of God in Christ, Pentecostal Church, what was taught in those churches. It's predominantly dominated on feelings and emotions and experience and stuff like that. And signs and wonders and word of knowledge and the Lord told me in my sleep and that type of thinking and belief. That's what you're going to get in a, 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 a religious Christian that was brought up in a Pentecostal church that don't know how to rightly divide. That's what you're going to get. 
end. So be prepared. The majority of the time, they're not going to agree with what you're saying, and you most definitely not going to agree with what they're saying, but you used to believe you have the advantage because you can understand why they, be why they believe that way. You understand why they think that way because it's a denominational type of thought pattern of teaching that you can understand. It's just that you have learned the truth now and you have matured out of that. So you know the real interpretation in the way God moves today under grace. They don't. So you have to, you and I have to learn to be patient. See, we have to learn to be patient. It's not easy. I'm going to tell you that right because sometimes you can know and be kind of arrogant. And we got to watch that arrogance and our narcissism within us because we know what this passage meaning really saying in, the, in a certain dispensation. But they don't understand it or they will not accept that. Because what? Upbringing of religious, traditional, denominational beliefs that's predominantly dominated in denominational churches. And we have to learn to be patient because they sincerely believe what they are saying, the way God moving, even though the majority of the time what they believe in never happened in their life. They never experienced those healings and different things like that that they read in the Bible. But they will hold on to it that God still moves that way. I have to get out of that. And I have to come to reality. Man, God is not moving like that, man. I, I used to do the same thing that they do. And I didn't get healed or this didn't happen and everything like that. And a lot of these religious believers are suffering physically, physically and mentally. But they still will hold on that God will heal me one day. Now, it's nothing wrong with that, but they basing it off the kingdom program. See? And if I said something like this, yes, God moved that way then, but he also moved instantly. He didn't have nobody waiting on no healing. He healed them. You know, he healed the majority of Jesus' healing was instantly. It was no waiting. See, it was no waiting on nothing. What, what, where they get that from? Man's traditional believing that you have to wait on God for your healing. No, when Jesus healed, they was healed instantly. Okay, and they, they, they really don't never pay attention to that because of denominational, man-made, traditional belief, upbringing in a Pentecostal church. So they will hold on with that, you know, stuff like that. Now. They don't look at the passages how Paul was constantly in pain. The Apostle Paul had bad eyes. The Apostle Paul got beat over and over again. I can imagine he was not in good, healthy, physical health condition. Physical, that is. His mind was outstanding because he was led by the Holy Spirit. But his body was tore down. The Apostle Paul. He asked to be healed, uh, I think in the book of Corinthians, you know, three times and the Lord said no. My grace is made perfect through your, my strength is made perfect through your weakness. So Paul suffered a lot physically in the Bible with no healing. Epaphroditus, some of his followers were sick. Timothy was also sick. They never got healed. Why? Because that, that gift and everything was ceased as he talked about in uh, 13 and 8. It has ceased. But many traditional believers go right over that. They ignore that. They ignore the teachings of Paul. That's why they don't know that. They ignore the teachings of Paul and they stay embedded in the four Gospels and the book of Acts, early Acts. 
You understand what I'm saying? The majority of believers. And when I have that conversation with this person, and they were saying certain thing, and they was saying certain verses in the Bible, not correctly, and God is going to do this, the Lord is going to do that. And I know, no, that's not scriptural or lined up with what God is doing today. And in my heart, I said, no, it's sad because God is not going to do that. Now, God can do what he wants. I'm not saying that. He's all powerful, all present, all knowing. He can do what he wants, but God is the God of order and of his word. He doesn't jump to dispensations to dispensations just to please us. Because today we live by, we walk by what? Faith, not by sight. Sight meaning signs like Israel and stuff like that under the kingdom program. He's not being finna hop back and forth just to please us. No, we have to follow him and stay in order with his dispensation and his plan that's in order for that particular time. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, I have a little bit over two minutes. And it's still sad, whatever you talk, whenever you're talking about end times, I mean, a worldly events that's going on that's bad to something that's good. But the majority of the conversation today, sadly, says about what's going on around the world, which is evil. And many people will say they were most their mind is focused on Jesus second coming. And these are the prophecy prophesying signs that's going to happen in the world. And many do not talk about the rapture or the catching away of the church. First of all, the ra- there's no prophecy that's going to bring in a rapture. So the catching away can happen anytime. Even Paul thought it could happen in his day. The catching away of the church, the rapture. He thought it was going to happen this day because it never was prophesied. If it was prophesied, he would have knew it wouldn't have happened then. But the catching away of the church, you know, was never prophesied. First, First Thessalonians 4 and 17 was never prophesied like the kingdom program for the Jews, Israel. You understand what I'm saying? So many people are still confused about the rapture of the church and Matthew 24, the second coming of Christ. So they kind of put it all together. So they be they talk like, I hope I'll be gone or I can't wait. And man, this person was talking the other day. You know, God never says how much we're going to go through before the rapture of the church because the rapture is a mystery. It's one of the seven or eight mysteries Paul talked about. So that wasn't talked about as much. But my point is, and I'm going to end it like this. You know, we have to learn to be humble, even though it's hard in the flesh anyway, to understand that the weaker vessel in the faith, we have been taught and right, how to rightly divide now and we have to understand the majority of believers and Christians do not have it, do not understand it now because of past traditional beliefs and how you do that just remember you and I used to be the same way so we need to be humble okay God bless you all this is Joseph Brownlee with Body of Christ Real Talk topic of the day it's time to be patient and it's hard but it's doable God bless bye bye love y'all